0: Hello everybody and welcome to this month in music for the month of October 2021. I'm your host, my name is Tyler, and today I am once again joined by the boys. We got Brennan. What's
1: going on folks?
0: And we've got Kai.
2: Yo! Hi. So, <laughs> uh,
0: before we get into the October stuff, we're actually going to briefly dip back in to September because we uh we didn't get to record a September episode because of scheduling conflicts. Um, And that's all well and good, but... A really big friggin' thing happened in September. Uh, we finally saw DGD Live again, which hasn't happened in literal years. For Kyle, hasn't happened in an excruciatingly long time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because, uh, <laughs> I think the only time you ever went to see DGD with us in the past was Warped, was. Uh, which was 2017. 17. Jesus yep, Christ. Uh, yeah, you were really hurting ago. for some DGD, apparently. I needed it. I, um, was,
2: I was a frail boy in need of, of nurturing, and uh, I got it. I got it good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and not only did we see DGD, we saw... That was just a lineup of so many bands that we all enjoy. Like, that was honestly the most stacked lineup of show I have ever been to. You know... It was up there, yeah. fucking Wolf and Wolfenbear, Idola... Uh, Veil of Maya, Polyphia, and DGD. Like Ugh, fuck. that was a a long and incredible night of it good was. tunes. Um, yeah, I mean, what I what I want to know from each of you. What was your favorite part of that show? Who do you think put on the best show? DGD is going to be the obvious answer, so I guess the second best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, band that performed other than them. Uh, I'm gonna start with. Brennan because Kyle looks like you're thinking
2: thanks (laughs) man
1: (sighs) see it's like all five bands did really well um I was thoroughly impressed with Wolf and Bear thoroughly impressed with Idola, um even though their set lists were kind of short but um Veil of Maya was absolutely incredible um I thought it was cool that I got to hop in a pit (laughs) like for the first time since like Nom um I mean that was cool. Although like for some reason people didn't realize how to work a circle pit, but it yeah, is nice. Yeah. I almost died yeah.
0: because of that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, like not to mean to mini start, tangent. <laughs> but yeah, we were trying to start the circle pit and like two dudes like ran into me head on and I'm like, "Do you not know what's happening here?" like
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I got but, the only uh, reason I went into the pit is cuz like well nor- like normally I will mosh, but it was like Veil vale of Maya and it was the day before my sister's wedding, so I was like, "I don't want to die." <laughs> Like, right. this isn't the time. Um, so I was like, oh, but it's a circle pit. That's, that's more doable. And Brendan and I hop in, and then immediately it is not a circle pit. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, well, I'm going to have to fight my way out of this one. And uh, I think that was the, the quickest and most violent uh, mosh pit I, I had ever been in. Because it was just like, I was in, I got knocked down onto the ground with three other people. Uh, we almost got trampled. A man pulled me out and then I was just done. (laughs) I fucked up my ankle. It It bled for like a week. Uh, (laughs) it was, it was great.
2: (laughs) It was so funny from my perspective too, because like I grabbed your stuff for you guys to go in. I was like, go get them. And I see Brennan go in and just start fucking going. And then I, I saw you Tyler, like go around and like to the opposite side. And I'm like, hell yeah. I turn, I look back at the band, I take a sip of my beer, I look back and I watch you go, whoo, like just shoot (laughs) down into the ground. And seconds later, you come jettisoning Like down below up towards me. I'm like, what the fuck? And you were just like, ow. And I was like, what (laughs) happened? (laughs) (laughs) There was like just seconds that went by and there's so much happened. I was like, whoa,
0: what's going on? It was a blur. It literally felt like I was just (laughs) in and out in like a second and I was just in pain. <laughs> oh that so whole went about how i expected crazy. it to for a veil of Maya pit honestly yeah the veil oh, of yeah. Maya
2: set in general was crazy because it started with me <laughs> i don't remember me i went to get us beers and I, on my way back oh the yeah set was just starting
1: oh <laughs> and
2: i remember having the beers in my hand right and i was i could see you guys like a good ahead of me and like the, li- the the lights dim and i was like oh shit i gotta get there and i was like excuse me can i can i like get through here And a guy turns and he sees me doing this. He's like, we'll open it up. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to get through. And then I get hit. And, like, the beer kind of flies a little bit. I was like, holy shit. And I, like, kind of, like, just, like, make my way through people moving. And I get to you. I made eye contact with you, Tyler. And I was like, I got the... And I get hit
0: and the beer just goes (laughs) flying
2: out of my hands. And I was was like, oh.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) I was so disappointed because, like... (laughs) I paid for the beer, and I, I waited for so because, like, I remember, like, you went to get it, and then we were waiting and waiting and waiting, and we were like, "Man, He really has taken a while." I wonder what the problem is. And then veil vale of Maya started, and Brennan and I just looked at each other. We're like, "He's not coming back with the beers," and then <laughs> mere, out of out of nowhere as a miracle you you just come through the crowd and i see my beer and i'm like yes and then it just immediately right when it's within reach just goes flying (laughs) through the
2: fucking air like cool oh yeah it was so great too because when it got hit when flying i got like just pelted with beer like oh yeah and i was like oh like i was just like it was like Uh. i've been flashbanged. i was like oh and like veil of Maya started. i just heard oh and i was like where am i <laughs> it was it was it was unfortunate i felt so bad but then i was just like melamia time baby we move on yeah
0: and, and they uh, uh they played that single that got released this month back then run. like way before it was actually released which was really yeah, was
2: cool like a month ahead of time i think like before yeah. it had to been around a month total it was a really good song outright was we heard, I remember oh, hearing it live and like, I turned to you guys and we were all just going like this. We were like, yeah, like just like amidst like the chaos. It was just all of us like, okay, all right. Cause I kind of had like like an <laughs> electronic like, thing going on with it in there. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is very like, like dynamic. There's a lot of stuff going on. I kind of, I was, I was mad impressed. And then in general, I was mad impressed with their set. Um, yeah, for sure i guess brennan were you like naming them your your favorite set or were you going then on into the one band you didn't name yet polyphia yeah
1: (laughs) polyphia was incredible they this is that's the second time i've seen them live and they are so crisp like every note's hit with precision like their drummer is fantastic like Dude, Poli- I mean, in Vale of Maya, like, it was weird. Like, Vale of Maya set the bar real high, and then, like, Polyphia, like, just surpassed it for me. And then DGD, like, just surpassed that for me. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's <laughs> how you know it's a good show.
2: Hell yeah, dude. For real. But, that's exactly how I felt about it, too, honestly. Like, I, I think my, like, rather than, like, oh my gosh, these guys are insane, because, like, it was my first time seeing, like, any of the bands before, <laughs> before DGD <laughs> play live – uh, my biggest takeaway was actually how much more impressed I was with Wolf and Bear and Veil vale of Maya than I had expected to be. Cause like, I like both of those bands, but I'm not like an avid listener of both. So I was like, this could really like pull me in, you know, like this could be the moment. And I was like super impressed, like Wolf and Bears, like just like actual energy for like Because, like, you could tell, like, music-wise, like, there just wasn't as much hype around what Wolf and Bear was doing compared to the others just because of, like, the pure, like, crowd-to-band energy back and forth. Like, obviously more people knew the other bands. But, like, Wolf and Bear were able to, like, just hype up so much what they were doing that I still had such a good time basically on the same level as the other bands. I was really impressed with that. And, like... Their actual performance was really good. Like, vocally, I think the dude, the the Raiders guy, <laughs> was, like, really into it. <laughs> like, his vocals were yeah. super clean. Um, yeah. Dude in the kimono was just the coolest man I've ever met in my life.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he was he, going He on. was feeling himself. He was he feeling was himself really the whole time. <laughs> you he got to really be feeling him. yourself to wear uh, a floral kimono on stage. I mean. Hell, yeah. I respect it. <laughs> I that, that's Don't such sorry. a That's such a vibe. A fucking floral print kimono and sunglasses, <laughs> like, and then just while you're screaming, just like, butterls. yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty tight. Yeah, oh, man. If I
2: had to name one though, I'd give it to Polyphia because it was it was kind of crazy. Especially, I think it was cool the contrast of Veil vale of Maya into Polyphia and then to DGD because like Veil vale of Maya was heavy and intense and whoa and like pits and whoa and then Polyphia happened and it was like. This really awesome blend of, like, everyone just, like, fucking, like, ready to throw down, but also really chill. Like, because mm-hmm. it was, like, such a cool, chill vibe that they were, like, giving off with these insanely crisp runs on the guitar and shit. Like, it was really cool. I, I think, like, I don't know if I've ever experienced something like the vibe that the Polythia set gave me. Like, it was really, it was something, like, unique that I'm going to... Hold in my heart forever. It was very awesome. I enjoyed it a lot, and I got a Polyphia hoodie because of it. So I, <laughs> I Hell was like, yeah. "That's it, right there." That's why I'm getting it because that performance blew my mind. So yeah, I give it to Polyphia, but overall, not impressed with everything. It was so good.
0: Same. I I can I can mirror both of your uh, opinions on that. It was basically just like the entire show, like a band, like you know, Wolf and Bear started. They set the bar. Pretty high, and then Idola surpassed that, and then Veil surpassed that, and then Bolivia surpassed that, and then DJ surpassed that. It was just like constant escalation, and it was fucking great, and mm. definitely one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. Um, Same. was great even without uh John Ness being I was just present about to say for that, that one because yeah. yeah he was he was sick so he wasn't there. Uh, we got to hear Will Swan <laughs> attempt some uh some uncleans, which was fun. It was, it was I feel solid. Like, I feel like, didn't he do that for, like, one song the first time we saw them live? For like,
1: I I don't remember. They might have did it for Tree Village.
0: Yeah, I think they might have. Yeah. Because I definitely remember seeing him do Uncleans once live as, like, a joke.
1: Yeah, it might have been when we were at Mr. Smalls.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's when it was. The the
1: Contortionist and uh, Good Tiger.
0: Yeah. So seeing that again was was kind of neat, and then basically like there just wasn't uncleans for a lot of the songs, but it still sounded like so fucking good, and like it was, I, don't know, it was, I just had a I also thought time. it was
2: pretty cool that like the yeah I did too, and I think the like the fact that like even when something is like like a whole component of a song is missing for multiple songs, the fact that like the, you could hear it in the crowd anyways. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was so cool. Andrew Wells also did a handful of them as well, like, because he mm-hmm. he was out there just absolutely fucking pounding. And the fact that they did evaporate and he was able to, like, he kind of came down into the crowd and it was just, like, all up in everyone's business. And it was just so good. Also, yeah. I feel like we have to talk about it. Tillian tweeted after the show that Pittsburgh named... <laughs> uh andrew wells daddy dola and uh oh, yeah daddy dola. I about that. and it is my favorite thing ever i feel i feel like a part of something because we helped name daddy dola and uh i love it daddy dola
0: god he's swole i was not god not he's present so yeah, his arms are massive but i like to i like to think that yeah it was totally that. us. yeah
2: <laughs> we are a part of pittsburgh thus it was us exactly yeah, we're, yeah. we were guilty by association it was so good though whole show incredible like just the energy of being at a show again was awesome it was like that that alone i think stepped up the like the the way i felt about it like how like like the uh the stakes of it like being like a live show it's like if if like the pandemic wouldn't have happened we've been able to see shows this entire time it would probably just be another show with a really great lineup that like makes it stand out but like the lineup on top of it being the first live show on top of, like, the possibility of it not happening with all the complications that happened leading up to it and the complications that happened right afterwards as well, uh, there was a lot of question marks that even was going to happen. So, like, the fact that it was, like, the perfect storm of things all happening to make that show happen just felt so good. It was so awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then I had the pleasure of going to another show uh, at the beginning of this week. As of the time of this recording, uh, I, my girlfriend and I actually flew from Pittsburgh to Phoenix to see uh basically one of my new favorite bands of all time, The Home Team. Uh granted, there were other bands there. Um there were there were four bands that performed. The first band was like a I think like a local opener, and I don't remember their name, so I apologize, but they were pretty good. Um and then Uh, The second opener was a band called Headspace, who is like a very uh, small pop punk band that my girlfriend really likes. She's kind of like friends with them. Uh, And then Glacier Veins, who I've been a fan of for a while. They're they're pretty good, pretty tasty. And then The Home Team, who just released one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my life, which we have put a review up of. And if you haven't listened to the album, you definitely should. And then check out that review because it was fucking dope. But... Holy shit, uh, that was as horrible as, like, the flights and stuff were to get there, and that's a story for another day, uh, it was 100% worth the trip down there for that show because they fucking killed it live, like, holy shit, it was, it was so impressive, I mean, every, like, every single band was just, like, way better live than I was expecting them to be, um, but the home team especially, like, I love that album so much their new album is so good and getting to hear them play those songs like live like right in front of me in like a really really small stage where i'm like two inches from them it's like such a cool experience and it sounds so good live like you can tell that like they are just talented it's not like overly processed or anything when they like record it and like put it in the album like they can just they can just do that shit live and it's great and they played all of our favorite songs from our song They even played on, which blew my mind. I was not expecting that, and I was so happy because that's probably my favorite song on the album, and it was just I was I was fucking getting down with it. It was yeah, that shit was nasty. I loved it. Ah, oh, it <laughs> was so so fucking good. Um I will say like I've never been to a show that was that small before. Um because since like the home team isn't like a huge band, um and like none of these bands that are there are like or like massive bands, it was very much like a very like it was like a very small, like very like intimate show. Um so like the venue was called the uh give me like one second to to look it up because I don't actually remember <laughs> yeah.
2: while you look it up I will say I was mad surprised when I looked at your Snapchat story and I saw that they were playing like on and stuff. I was like, whoa I know, wait right? really? Like it was yeah. so and it was so good. Like you like you said, like the quality of like the vocals and everything and like the quality of the whole band in general live was mad impressive. Yeah. I wasn't there, so I don't know like the full extent of it. But
0: yeah. from what I could hear, it was it was really good. It was really fucking good. Um, The venue was called the Rebel Lounge in Phoenix. And um, we go in and it's basically just like a, a tiny room where there's like a bar on one half and there's a, a little stage on the other. And uh, there's probably, like, about 100, 200 people max um, at this thing. So it was definitely, like, a really, really different vibe for a concert than I was used to. Because I'm used to going to see, like, you know, DGD and shit. Or, like, filling up stage AE outside. And it's just, like, mass crowds of people. And, like, uh, and this was very different. But I think it was, like, honestly, I kind of preferred it to, like, the regular concert experience. Because it was very much, like... You know, the bands would be there and they're they're kind of just like engaging with you, like in the crowd in like a very different way because like they can just see everybody there and they know that like they recognize a lot of fans and it's it just feels like you're all kinda of hanging out, you know? Like different bands when they're done performing, like they don't just go backstage and peace out. Like they come into the crowd with you and like hang out with you and like jam to the other bands. It's just like such a cool experience. And I've I've never gotten to experience that until Uh, until this past concert, and it was super cool. And then, like, afterwards, they're all just, like, there. You can hang out and, like, meet them. And I was lucky enough to get to meet uh, the vocalist from Glacier Veins, and she was super fucking cool, Um, super nice person. And, uh, you know, we hung out for a while. And then I got to meet uh, the drummer and vocalist from the home team, and they are just really fucking... Cool people. They're very, very humble, very down-to-earth, super nice. I was bullshitting with the drummer for, like, 10, 15 minutes Uh, talking about how, like, the time they went on tour with Don Broco and stuff. And, like, he—and he he said that next time they go on tour, they're going to make sure that they go on the East Coast— so that yes. I don't have to fly Let's to Phoenix, go. and so that you guys can tag along. Fuck <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I need to see them. I'm, I'm hoping that that actually <laughs> happens because I, man, I would love to see them again live. That was such a good experience. Fuck yeah. And uh, yeah, man, just that was that was the highlight of my month this month, and I just want to talk about it. So
2: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You, brother, it was a
0: good time. <laughs> <That's awesome.
2: laughs> I do hope. That they do come to the East Coast because I would love to see them live. Just like I said, from the videos I saw, they're like a really good live performance. Oh yeah,
0: it was it was awesome. They also performed a song that was cut from the record. So you mentioned that to ooh, me. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. A killer B side. But yeah, they because uh, <laughs> they they originally played for like the encore. The uh they're like Patreon people who were there requested that they played a song from the first album. And forgive me, I don't remember which song it was from the first album, but they they looked at it and they were just like, we have never played this live before ever, <laughs> like ever in our <laughs> lives. But man, are we going to try it for you guys? And then they did it and it sounded great. Um, So for the first time ever playing it and not having played it at all in years, apparently they did a really good job. And then after that, they were like, well, the only other uh, extra song we prepared is one that wasn't on the record. And then they played mm-hmm. that. And it was fucking awesome, and I wish that it would have been on the record, and I hope that they put it out as a single someday, because I just, I want to, I want to vibe with it again. It was great. I hope hope it does. Um,
2: You'll have to let us know if, like, a song they release in the future ends up being that song. I just, I can't, we'll we'll get, like, the notification, like, a song came out from the home team, and then I'm just gonna get furious texts. This is it! Holy shit! This is the one! (laughs) I can't wait for that. I hope, I hope it happens.
0: (laughs) Let's uh, I'll I'll put up a little a little snippet of what that song sounded like because I may or may not have recorded the whole thing.
2: So yeah, that was
1: yeah, pretty the good. The cool. bootleg
2: <laughs> that sounded so good. I like the part where the music happened. It was yeah, really- I know.
0: It was fun, (laughs) but yeah, Yeah. uh, I wouldn't recommend uh, flying from Pittsburgh to Phoenix ever, at least not on United, Uh, but I would recommend going and seeing the home team live if you ever get a chance, and Glacier Veins for that matter, they are good too, so. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's all we got for the the main segment today, just us rambling about concerts, and now that we're done with that, we're gonna head on over to our favorite angular space, it's Kyle's YouTube Corner. Come on! Let's go!
2: I one! I all day two! I skin YouTube Corner! Alright. We're here, we made it. Welcome to the YouTube corner. It's been a minute. It feels like it's a little dusty over here. Here, let me let me just uh let me just let me just uh let me go over here and just uh Oh, I BROKE MY DOOR! I dust. OH MY GOD! Everything's broken! <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this entire segment's dying! Oh, okay. A lot of <laughs> I, things- We're off uh, to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> it's we were been undusted though, and now we're here! Holy um, shit. <laughs> wow! That was exciting. I hope the door doesn't fall now, my door's broken. Uh, that's fine. Anyways! The YouTube corner, right? So, uh here's the theme of the month for the YouTube corner. It's called Deltarune because Deltarune came out, chapter 2, the video game, which is like the sequel to Undertale, uh by Toby Fox. If you've never heard of it, wake up. Uh but I uh Deltarune had a real a lot of really good music in it. I haven't played it yet. I'm really excited. I want to, I just haven't had time yet. But Deltarune chapter 2 apparently had a lot of good music. The two songs that I've seen covered all over the place are Big Shot and what's the other one called? A Cyber's World. And two people that are very commonly in the YouTube corner did covers of it. It's Insane they the Rain Music. And Family Jewels. They both did covers of both of those songs. Wow. Which and one was, was better, Kyle? Um... You know what? I actually... Because it's interesting, right? This is an interesting thing to, to pick apart here because one of them is like a metal cover of both and one's like a jazz cover of both. And that's mm. very interesting to have that kind of back to back. So if you're checking out our playlists, which down in the description below, you can see our playlist, listen to a back to back. Let me know what you think is better of a jazz version or a metal version of a cyber's world and big shot. I think I liked the jazz version of big shot more. I liked the way that, uh, Carlos from insane in the Room music did like a sampling of the of the the vocal part in it with like he even showed himself like do like the like the tapping of the key the the little pad thing to do the sampling whereas family jewels had uh, a famous youtuber actually alpharad come in and do the actual vocals with like a with like a megaphone because it like kind of mashed the metal thing cool ways to do it in both but i kind of i think i like the way he did the sampling into the jazz it was kind of cool fusion and then a uh, cyber's world is just an absolutely lit tune that the metal of it just kind of heightened it. I think all four versions of them both were really good, uh, but Big Shot Jazz, Cyber's World Metal, very cool versions of those, yes. Um, while we're living in the Family Jewels slash Insane in the Rain Music world, I'll talk about the one other song that came out from one of those people, It's Insane in the Rain Music. He released the cover of Route 113 from Pokemon.
0: Oh, and my favorite Route. It, exactly. Such a good route. I (laughs) I definitely remember which game that's from and the exact area in Pokemon that spawn there. Ruby. Ah.
2: Ruby Sapphire. Is that the
0: area where you can catch...
2: Spinda, the spot panda Pokemon. You know what? I think I can actually remind you of where it's at. It's the area with all the soot.
0: Ah, yes. Good old sooty route 113. Home of...
2: Spinda whose first major appearance in the Pokemon anime was Ruby and Sapphire episode 57 entitled, Going for a Spinda. I'm pretty sure that's where it is. I think that's where it was. Anyways, Spinda is one of the Pokemon that's there a lot. Anyways, his cover of it was very, very good. Uh, He's done a cover of this song like a long time ago, and he was just like, I want to do it better. So he did that. That's also a theme of this month, which we'll get to. Um, But uh, he he redid the song. He did it with like a lot of new instrumentation, and it's very good. Um... Speaking of YouTubers that redid music, an album came out this month from a very popular YouTube group that I like called Ninja Sax Party. Whoa! They did an album called Level Up, and they just literally all they did was like, you know what? We made a lot of these songs, these very popular songs like Dinosaur Laser Fight and Attitude City, and all these other songs. They're like, we made them when we had like no money to our name. We didn't have like uh, people to help us make the music. We didn't know Twerp. The, the band that helps them play a lot of the music. So, like, we're going to redo them all. Fuck it. And they did, like, 11 songs. They redid them. They, like, added musical bits to a bunch of them. They even completely changed Dinosaur Laser Fight into, like, a, like an or- orchestral ballad-esque thing. And it was really cool. One of the coolest albums that came out this month. Uh, I'm not going to give it album of the month specifically because it's not like new music to me you know like it's still like rehashings of like stuff i've heard before but like massive props it was so well done so cool to hear like specifically the way that Danny's voice has matured like it's very much just him in like a closet with like padding like in like the first times you hear the songs like way back in the day and now it's him like being able to layer himself him knowing his voice more in a studio really awesome the the quality that of the upgrade that level up was um other than that scary pockets whoa the cover of a song called lost cause it was really good but the one i want to talk about is their cover of ain't no sunshine slash ready for it castaways we are castaways it's that song that's been popular for a while now on tiktok I'll take it your from, word for it. What 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 is it from uh, Backyardigans? Isn't, I think that's where that's from. <laughs> but they did like a funky jazz fusion of Ain't No Sunshine, which is a great tune, great, great classic, and Castaways. So cool the way they did that. One of the standouts of the month to me in the corner, if I'm being honest with you. Just very clever the way they fused those two together. Super cool. Um, then other than that, We've got our boy, got our legendary boy, Jana Finn, motherfucking young, releasing another original song this month. Oh! Hell yes, it's Damage Done. And uh it's featuring R- Richard Ebb, or however the heck you pronounce his name. Uh it's a buddy of his that's always playing guitar on a lot of his tracks. Uh another really great single. I don't think he's missed yet with any of the singles he's released from his upcoming like serious album that he'll be making. Um, all very good. I like some more than others. I think this one kind of lands right in the middle for me, probably of like the three so far. Uh, some of the vocal work is extremely, extremely well done. Uh, and I think just some of the the instrumental licks are just like extremely catchy while also being like decently complicated. And like we said in the home team review, which you should check out, it's a really hard thing to do as a balance. And uh, I think he, he pulls it off. Um, other than that, I think it's about it. I think it's all I got for this month. Yeah. Our last night released a song too yesterday, or a couple days ago. I think I didn't listen to wow. it.
0: When when do they not release songs? Honestly, yeah. I mean,
2: I saw they released a song, and if I'm be honest with you, I didn't get to it. So it might be good. It's probably good. It's our last night. They're never bad. Our last night. They're never yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, our last but night. They, they
0: make music frequently. They make music that
2: isn't bad. Yeah. Probably um, the
1: most consistently inconsistent band ever.
2: Yeah. They all, they yeah. uh, very occasionally will release an absolute gigabanger that I love and I listen to on very repeat for occasionally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like every once in a while, like their covers are usually really good and I love them. Uh, And sometimes the covers are insane, especially when you do like like the rap ones, I feel like. But mm-hmm. besides the point. Not here to talk about our last night. We're here to talk about YouTube. And you know what? The corner, we're done here. I'll go fix that broken door by, by next time, but like that's it. Thanks for coming in. Won't be as dusty next time either. E- either <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa YouTube corner. Bye.
0: Cool. Thanks. We'll get we'll get rid of to all that know. dust by oh. by literally blowing up the corner. Kyle, it, do it. We're gonna close it out today by by blowing up the YouTube corner in a way that won't uh, require me. It's ruined. <laughs> great, you did great. It's ruined.
2: Thank you. Add explosions in- in- in, in posts. I- I, I don't want to. I might it's if okay. I have time.
0: Uh, cool. now that the corner is gone, <laughs> we can see off in the distance, very clearly, uh, another building called the Club of Gentlemen, the Gentleman's Club. Oh, Let's go! Shit. Brennan, take us inside. Who's- who's coming in with us today? Man.
1: Everybody, welcome to the Gentleman's Club. You guys are going to be guest for another underground cockfight between two absolutely excellent genty tracks. Both of these contenders are very worthy, but there can only be one. So, first up is a song from a band called Wide Eyes, which I had never really heard of these guys before until I found them, you know, in some gent circles, you know, out there in the interwebs. And they have a song called Lucidity, which is an absolute slap fest. So, let's take a listen. (laughs) So, hopefully you guys enjoyed that clip. Um, I mean, in my eyes, quick little brief synopsis of it. Um, usually when it comes to gent, um, if a band is kind of in tune with each other, like if everyone in the same or if everyone playing different instruments is like in tune, um, you know, has the same tempo, you know, like every single lick is like picked up like by the drums and like accented and such usually at least to an absolutely epic song and lucidity has that literally from start to finish. Um, very excellent gent track. I mean, like, <laughs> Ever since I started listening to it, I can't put it down. But it's not the only contender. So, in a previous episode, all right, for all of you My Hero Academia fans out there, we had a song called Nay Plus Ultra, okay, that pretty much steamrolled its way into membership of the Gentleman's Club. And. The band that made that song is called The Omnific and they released an album this month. And the whole thing slaps from top to bottom. Pretty much it's a masterclass if you wanna learn how to play bass. Cause like <laughs> these dudes push the envelope of the bass guitar to its absolute maximum. But only one track can be selected from that album. And that track is Posterity. Once again, let's take a listen. I mean, (laughs) I said it, these dudes, their bass guitarist is on steroids, like he injects them into each of his fingers. I mean, it's just, it's insane. That and plus like the piano parts they bring in and then like everything comes together with that. I mean, absolutely epic ending to an absolutely epic album. So, Tyler.
0: Oh, don't start with me. I don't fucking know. <laughs> this is so hard. This is so difficult. Like, the last time when when there was, like, the Omnific or whatever, it was, like, such a fucking blowout that, like, it didn't even matter. And this is the opposite, because these are both very good for very different reasons. <sighs> I don't know. Is it, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The The Omnific song that we're talking about today does this crazy thing where they play piano in a way that sounds like it has to be like three people playing piano at the same time because of just the sheer amount of notes being played in quick succession. And then the bass comes in to like match it at one point and it just like melts your fucking earlobes. And I hope that's the part we put <laughs> in as the sample. uh, But <laughs> yes, like yes. Jesus God... <laughs> Like, that shit is so impressive that, like, it 100% deserves to get in just based on that alone. But also, if I'm being honest, from the one time that I heard both of these songs, I I think I enjoyed the other song whose name I can't remember a little bit more. It was <laughs> Lucidity. Lucidity, yes. <clears throat> uh, I liked... The the beginning just sounded like so unique to me. It was like I don't even know what instrument that was, but it was there was all the like the tippy taps and just I don't know. Something about it was just vibing with me a little bit more. And uh also Omnific's already in the club, so with that in mind, I'm just gonna say that Lucidity is gonna get my vote, and uh I might be the only one who votes for it. But I'm I'm doing it, so that's my that's my vote. <laughs> Nice. So, does it deserve it? I don't, probably <laughs> not, but that's what I'm picking.
1: We're here to find that out, folks. I mean, lucidity is a one vote to nothing.
2: Kyle. God, that I mean? won't last long. Hey, guess what? Posterity is insane. Right. So, <laughs> uh, and don't get me wrong, right? Everything you said about lucidity, very true. I did, in fact, like have this like moment of, When I heard the beginning of lucidity and it didn't really go away the entire time. Very complex, very well done. And I think what happened here was like, you remember how last time like nay plus ultra, they kind of blew, blew out the competition to the point where I don't even remember what it was against. This time we have a competitor that has arrived and tickled my toesy woesies with its tasty tunes. And, I was like, oh, shit. And then I re-listened to Posterity, and I remembered that Omnific is just the gods of music. And I, I just couldn't help but lose layers of skin as it melted away from the pure majesty that the bass playing is on this entire album, <laughs> as well as this song. And then you go into the fact that there's fucking strings. You get the violins playing. It's super good. And then the keys come in. And you're like, oh, Cool. I guess he has a trillion fingers and he's just going nuts. And I'm like this song is so fucking good, dude. Like it literally is it was composed in such a way that it feels so satisfying and so unbelievably good at the same time. It is it's just so well done. And I'm going to talk about the album more later when we talk about albums of the month. Uh but I I it, to have this be the ending of this album is such an awesome way to close the book of this album because this entire album has so many cool moments of this really cool instrumentations next to this incredible, incredible bass playing that like, gosh, man, I I, I think that we have finally have competition against the Omnific, but the Omnific does not fail to just blow my mind with how good they are. I, I I'm going to go out on a limb and say posterity is one of the best songs we've heard that is up to be in this gentleman's club. I'm saying it. I think I think that's, fair. that's how I feel. It's incredible and my vote is 100% for posterity. I figured it would be. Yes. Wow. I figured you
0: figured it would be. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to give the other song a chance to that's stay in the fight. So Brennan, put it out of its misery. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Or well, surprise so me inside now. with me, but I I have a feeling.
1: Uh, so one song has absolute delicious teamwork amongst the entirety of the band. Sick tappy tappies, the drums never miss a beat. Um obviously bass makes the track fat, you know. Like like everything that you want in like a gent style song is totally on display with lucidity and i mean it's it's like it's like the perfect gent track
2: it really is
1: but (laughs) posterity like the omnific like as kyle said like throughout the album like they add things like there is piano throughout the album but it's like more of like a carnival kind of theme more of like a haunting kind of like accent piece but then in posterity as Tyler said, it comes in, it sounds like seven people are playing all these notes because it's like, you know, through the fire and flames on Guitar Hero 3, like, just spitting notes everywhere <laughs> in, like, an upward trajectory.
2: That's awesome. It's so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then what kills me is the bass, like, immediately, like, get, like let's the piano do a sing for a sec, and then immediately comes in and just matches it, so, like, all those notes that are just been shredded on piano keys are now being shredded on the bass guitar. And I mean, they do it twice in the song and then like the bass kind of like fades out. And then, you know, the piano kind of carries it to the end and then the album ends. I mean, it is like one song is a perfect gent song. One song like totally pushes the envelope for bass guitar and piano, like being interwoven in a gent track. <sighs> I mean this one is tough. Cause the Omnific's already in there. But this song fucking slaps. So I'm gonna go with lucidity.
0: Yes! Yes. <laughs> I just thanks for making the wrong choice with me. We gotta let him we gotta we gotta get yeah, him it's in.
2: Just, it's wrong. It's wrong. I mean, it's it's <laughs>
0: wrong, but Omnific's already in there. We gotta give these guys away. A Listen clock. to
2: me. Listen to me. Look, we we were gonna have eleven spots in this club, right? For the for like eleven months of doing it, and there are eleven songs on the Escapades, the Omnifix album. Coincidence? I think not. It could have been every single <laughs> spot in now, this club. With how incredible this album is. Now, if
1: I'm an idiot for not including it when it came out, but if Scurry Funge were up against lucidity oh. scurry finds would have dunked on it all day long that that song that song was legitimately one of the greatest gent songs i've ever heard Same. and yeah. i have listened to a lot of gent
0: and i <laughs> man i don't but, remember what came out in july that we like put <clears throat> into the club but whatever it was would have gotten decimated by that had we known that that song existed oh, at the yeah. time i'm yeah. pretty sure that song got released on my birthday actually so it was the greatest oh, birthday dear. present I ever got. I never <laughs> knew about it until months later. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: But it, I just, in the name of like variety, in the name of, uh, you know, what I feel like gent truly stands for, even though posterity is like pushing the boundaries of such a genre. Pussy. Pussy. You're,
2: you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it's just, like, like, like Lucidity and Wide Eyes, they just came with, like, their absolute best effort. And no, they did. I did. It, 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 but, if, like, if you look at Posterity, like, the mix, like, I guess my only critique is, like, the mix isn't the greatest, because, like, literally all you hear is the bass guitar, and then, like, you know, the piano comes in over it. But, like, I mean, you hear, like, a little bit of, like, guitar accent, but, like, not much, but is it, like if you think about like you really come to that song for the bass and then the piano and then the bass matching the piano, while lucidity like the entire track feels like it was crafted and molded to be like this perfect gent piece that like is on display in the gentleman's club.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, Cause that is the thing, but I think that like the piano melting bass slappiness part was incredible, but as a whole. I just vibed with the entirety of Lucidity a little more, personally. So, but I don't know <laughs> if the other one felt
2: that way. Guy was pissed, <laughs> God was pissed off. <laughs> Never okay. thought you guys have been more wrong, but it's fine. I've been <laughs> outvoted. That's how this club works. <laughs> I think Omnific's been robbed, uh, but it's fine. I do. I, thankfully, it was with this and not last time, because like, I do think Lucidity is a very good song, and yeah. against a lot of other things, it probably would have won. So I, I'm oh, happy that yeah. they're here. Yeah, yeah, if, if
1: lucidity didn't exist, posterity would have dunked on pretty much everything. Like there's
2: it still does. There's it's, no fine. Way. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Wow.
1: It's so it's... So Thank you guys for coming to the Gentleman's Club. They have gained a new member. That is okay. Lucidity by Wide Eyes. So tune in next month to see who gets in. Woo! Woo! Wow,
0: what a wild ride! What a wild and fun ride, except for Kyle. He didn't have fun, but we had fun there in the gentlemen's club. Uh, One thing that makes me smile (laughs) is Kyle's frown. Uh, that seems
2: to be what most cut. viewers enjoy about our channel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many comments about, like, I love Brennan and the Kyle's back and forth, and then, like, Tyler usually sides with Brennan.
2: Yep, that's my favorite. The inevitable Tyler siding with Brennan, and I'm like, ah, yes, you know what this is.
0: I'm glad. You've yeah. read our script. Like, oh, no. You, you've, been, like, you've been here. <laughs> this time, Brennan sided with me, so it's a little different. Oh, no, <laughs> Wait, no, that's it's the, not same same the deal. different thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it's the same Anyways. pig, just different lipstick. That's all.
0: Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> here's here's something we can all be happy about because we all get to pick our individual uh songs of the month because that's the right. next section, the segment. It's the final segment. Woo. It's picks of the month. Whoa. Where Nitty. each of us are gonna go over our individual uh single and album. Of the month. What was our favorites of each that were released this month? Kyle, we're going to start with you. Whoa. Hit us with your single and album of the month of October.
2: There are a couple contenders here for both categories for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, singles. Immediately outrun by Veil of Maya impressed me a lot. I think it, it added a layer of complexity to uh, what Veil of Maya does that I, I was impressed with. And I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't think it's going to get all the way up to the best of the month, but uh, I wanted to throw it out there because I was mad impressed with the song. The two that are back and forth for me are Damage Done by Jonathan Young. And in a surprising turn of events, because I told Tyler I didn't like the song that much originally, is Monopoly by Matt Watson. Wow. Wow i i heard monopoly the first time and i was just like ah it's a little it's a little different than some of the stuff he's done there's a lot of like talk rapping in it and i was like meh i liked it better when he had like the really like cool like ryth- rhythmic bits that were in uh, or melodic bits rather that's what i meant to say uh like in the song board his last single he released uh i've listened to it more though and i really enjoy monopoly i think the lyrics are very clever i like them a lot the music video is pretty funny um, and I just love the vibe that he creates with his music. It's something I've never expected from him. Uh, and it's like both chill and slightly on the comedic side as well. Like he, he does a good job at blending them kind of like a, like a satire of like, I'm a funny man who makes music. So I'm still kind of going to do that, but on the serious side. And I really like that. I like he, he kind of rides the edge a little bit with it and I love it. Um, and then like I talked about before, I really like Damage Done by Jonathan Young. I think it's another really solid single of his. Um some of the instrumentals are super solid in it. I think like I said before, the catchiness next to the complexity of it is just something that's hard to reach. Um but my gut's kind of leaning me towards Monopoly, honestly. It's kind of been like stuck in my head like since it came out, and I think I'm going to I think I'm going to ride with Monopoly as my single of the month. In a surprising turn of events because I didn't really wow. No, if i liked it that much originally but now i just i like it a lot and i can't get it out of my head so go get it math watson um and then album of the month which is a good bit harder because there were some really good albums this month there are also some pretty bad albums this month thanks wage yeah. war um but <laughs> i i <laughs> yeah um I mentioned before in the YouTube corner that I, I really, really enjoyed Ninja sex Party's new album. And it made me feel a lot of feels that I haven't felt in a long time because some of the songs are old and they're very nostalgic to me. Um, but like I said, not gonna be my album of the month because it is just kind of rehashings of songs I've known for a very long time. Very cool additions to it. Massive props to them for doing it. Cause it's a very cool project to do like very something. No one was really willing to do, uh, with like some of their older stuff, except for bands like maybe DGD. um, but uh, the two that I'm kind of going back and forth with for this part with the albums, right, are The Home Team, Slow Bloom, incredible album. If you want to hear my thoughts on that and all of our thoughts on that, check out our video. Um, and then Escapades by the Omnific. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been starting to think about my albums of the year, right? we're getting to that time you know we're getting to that time where we're finally gonna have that that episode that talk where we we name our top five albums of the year and after listening to both these albums these are both in the running for my top five because they're both absolutely blew my mind uh and it's from two bands that like before 2021 i didn't know existed uh so (laughs) (laughs) incredible that they're already in the conversation um both for very good reasons uh Kind of gushed about both. So to save you even more gushing. I think I'm going to go with the album that I think is a better top to bottom experience. And that's going to be Escapades by The Omnific.
0: It's the incorrect answer, but I respect it. (laughs) (laughs) i
2: i i think both Uh albums are absolutely incredible i think every single song on both of the albums is a banger like there's not a that's two albums where there's not a bad song on it um but i think the overall journey and like the way that certain like themes were like kind of brought back up in in specifically escapades it it was just so cool to listen to top to bottom Uh, and i listened to both of these albums top to bottom multiple times and I just cannot stop thinking about how insanely well done Escapades is by the Omnific. Um, I just have I have to give it to them. Uh, we'll see as time goes on if they if if Slow Bloom ends up hopping above it in my my top five of the year. Uh, but my instincts on listening to these albums for less than a month now is that I, I give the edge to the Omnific. Incredible album, absolutely incredible. A masterclass. So yeah, that's my that's my album single. Mm. Man. Hell yeah.
0: Cool. Brennan. Brennan.
2: Brennan, Whew. give it to me. <clears throat> gimme, give gimme. Give so.
1: For my single of the month, there's two real songs that you know enter the fray for me. The first one, of course, is Outrun by Veil of Maya. Um, it kind of has a little hint of everything, like it's heavy, has some like electronica beats. And then one really cool snippet. So Marco Kubo, the guitarist for Vela of Maya, actually slips in the main riff from The Trooper by Iron Maiden.
0: Oh I didn't even catch and that. Whoa.
1: Like like whenever so like whenever we heard it live, it was kinda like you know, whenever remember whenever we thought like a solo was occurring? Well, when uh, yeah. you listen to the actual track, it's actually um the Trooper by Iron Maiden's main riff, but, like, I think in, like, a little bit of a different key. But, like, still, I mean, it's, like, Pinpoint. And, of course, like, on Twitter, I saw him, like, dude, I fucking love Iron Maiden. Of course I wanted to shout him out. because like, it was kind of controversial. You know, people were, like, on the fence on whether it was, like, good or bad or whatever. I thought it fucking ripped, but, you know, it's just my opinion. And the other one is actually a single that just came out um, from a band that released my number one album last year. And that, of course, is like Most of Flames. And the song is called Views from Halfway Down. Um, I think this song has like a touch of everything as well. Uh, Not so much like the Electronica stuff, but like they do an excellent job of bringing the heavy. Like you have like nice riffs, like the instrumentals are always on point. But then like they'll just hit you with a chorus that is just like, oh, my fucking God, like. Like, Chris Roeder, like, his ability to just, like, come up and, like, write stuff like that. Um, of course, like, I think, like, he, like, tests his vocal range of how, like, high he can go. Because um, there's, like, sometimes where he hits, like, higher notes, you can tell that like, he's, like, really fucking putting the oomph in to get up there. But then, like, even, like, hearing him live, like, he can pull it off. Um, and then, like... How he writes his chorus and how it like matches with the chord progression like always has been like a huge thing, like a huge positive thing for me for like Most of Flames. <sighs> this one's tough, but I'll probably have to go with Views from halfway down. Um, cause I'm looking forward because I'm not sure if vale Veil of Minds can include OutRun on their next album or whatever. Like, Right. I mean, it'd be pretty dope if they did. But it'd be, I just it'd be feel interesting. like.
2: Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna cut you off. I was gonna talk oh, about that. good.
1: I was gonna say, but views from halfway down, like just like, it goes from like such a heavy piece to like whenever like the actual chord progression hits, and then he like starts singing the chorus, like it's just like a massive transition, and like they even do like palm mutes to like make like the chords like even heavier, and it's just like holy fuck, like this ba- this band's at the top of the game right now. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I
0: still haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet, but I saw that it came out, so I'm definitely going to check it out, like Same. as soon as I can.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, in one day, it left a massive impression on me. <laughs> I'm like, this song <laughs> fucking slaps. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But uh, Kyle, were you going to say something?
2: Yeah, I was going to say I I hope that Outrun gets put on the next bill of my album because I'm wondering if that's like kind of like telling of where they're going to go in the next album, like try some more things, like kind of step out of their comfort zone in different ways. If that's the case, that'll be really cool to see. Because like I feel like that's like the one thing that Veil vale of Maya hasn't done to, for me personally. Is like they do what they do extremely well and don't really like, kind of venture out of it that much. So to see them kind of start to tip tiptoe out of it a little bit, like dip their toes into the the pool of of you know like Synthy stuff and like electronic yeah. stuff is really interesting. And for them to do it well on their first like venture out. If they were to like just release an album where they're just like we're gonna like throw like different little bits into these songs,
0: I'm so in for it. I'm very intrigued. So well, they kind of did it it's a not little their bit first venture into it because yeah. they did it with uh, members only. Members only, yeah. There's yeah. like a synth like solo in that one.
2: Mm. I haven't heard it, so. but like, <laughs> I don't Veil o- listen to of o- Maya that often. But yeah, because <laughs> yeah. of listen- Maya,
1: like in their first couple records, they were literally like pretty much like an After the Burial type band. Where like there oh, yeah. were no cleans, like there was just a guy screaming, and they just had like really good instrumentals. And then right before Matriarch, Lucas Magyar joined the band, and that's when they started singing. And then obviously Matriarch was lit, and then False Idol was pretty lit, and all the singles ever since. So I, I mean, they do what they do well. So it's not the first time they've changed it up, but you know, hopefully we yeah. see even more of an expanse for sure. And then my album of the month. Holy fuck. This, <laughs> I had a shit ton of stuff come out. Um, real quick. Obviously, like the home team, Slow Bloom. Um, I'm not going to have that in the running, though, because I had a feeling that all three of us are going to pick it. Oh, <laughs> damn. Um, Viljarda, they're like a gent band. They came out with a pretty good record. Um, Every Time I Die came out with Radical, and I pretty much called them Chaos Core cuz like it's always just like extremely quick chord progressions and like the screamer just has like really high like high pitched almost like desperate sounding screams and like they're a band that really like catches you off balance with how they do things and they're pretty lit there's a band called Sentinels that surprised the fuck out of me with Collapse by Design that was a hell of a record um dumb broke with amazing things not bad not what I was hoping for though um, Circus Survive releasing EP Ice Nine Kills The Silver Scream 2 Welcome to Horrorwood was actually a pretty good record um, <laughs> even though it's like kind of corny uh, the fact that like every song is based off of uh, like a horror film or a different horror film or a series yeah. although like some of the damn some of the choruses and verses I really wasn't a big fan of with how like the vocalist kind of wrote them, but still, all in all, is a pretty good record. And then, of course, The Omnific, but there's one thing. It's not even an album. It's an EP, okay, from a band that is massive in the hardcore scene. And the, the EP is about being in a car accident that, like, kills this guy's girlfriend and the EP is like him like slowly falling into a state of like mental descent from what had just happened with his girlfriend in the car. And like, just with like the fucking riffs, the breakdowns, the fucking like vocals, like it's just, you can tell like, that's kind of what they were going for. And that is a tear in the fabric of life by knocked loose. Holy fuck. This thing is nasty. This thing is disgusting. This like, I've always been such a massive fan of their guitar tone because it is like the fattest fucking like just oh like it, it's so thick and the fact that they could pretty much just like palm mute breakdowns with like super ease and it's just so fucking brutal um I mean it's like like listen to this on the way home and or on the way to and from work I'm just like damn like this is for a band that kind of just does one thing, like they're doing it so fucking well. So I have to give it to Knock Loose and a tear in the fabric of life.
0: Good shit. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've never actually listened to Knock Loose, but uh I know they're like brutal as fuck from what I've been told. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I they can are. imagine that the uh EP is a is a grand old time in the mosh pit.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. No, check, check out uh, A Different Shade of Blue. It was their album before this. I mean, it, like from top yeah. to bottom, it's just brutality. It doesn't let up whatsoever. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
2: so, I guess yeah, we're on Tyler. to me. So, you,
0: boy. Um, album of the Month. I had seven albums come out this month. Uh, Woo. Slow Bloom by the Home Team smokes all of them, in my opinion. Uh, It is... One of the greatest albums I have heard in a long time. It is definitely in my top five albums of the year this year. I'm not quite sure where it ranks yet, but it's going to be toward the top. And especially after hearing them play the shit live, that bolstered it like an extra like million percent because it's just it's so good. I can't get over how much I love this album. Slow Bloom is my album of the month to no one's surprise at all. Uh mm-hmm. It's it's just such a fucking good album, and I will never stop talking about. it. I have a I guy I bought a physical copy. Fuck I, the yeah! Lead singer signed it. I'm very proud. Uh, <laughs> uh, single of the month. As we said before, I'm gonna mirror everything that you guys just said because my runner-up is also outrun by Veil vale of Maya and didn't quite make it. <laughs> but it is such a solid track, and for really a long is. time, I thought it was going to be my single of the month. Um, but then once again. A song that I really like that came out that I heard played live that just bolstered it for me is uh, Cover Me by Glacier Veins. It's going to be my single of the month because I I really enjoyed it when it came out. I think it is probably my favorite song by them, uh, at least one of my favorite songs. And then hearing them play it live, they just fucking killed it, and it was great. And that experience alone just extra boosts it for me. So, yeah. That is going to be my single of the month. So my single month and the album of the month are just the things I saw in Phoenix. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> they're good. They're good. So I I, I don't feel bad about it. And that's it. Quick and easy. Those are my picks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Painless. There it is. We did it. The Woo. episode is done. Mm. Uh, does anybody have anything coming out next month that they know of? Because I don't actually know.
2: Uh, I stand it. Atlantic has that one thing. Is oh, that next that's
0: one? right. Yeah, they're uh, they're releasing a new single. On November 5th, I was like, it's, I think it's early.
2: If I, I remember, think it might the be the
0: second or the fifth something. I don't know. It's next week, single digit as of the time yeah. of this recording. And I'm yeah. very stoked for that. I completely forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> the only other thing I have that I can think of is a song that's going to come out in October that due to scheduling, we just weren't able to get it in. So I haven't heard the whole thing yet. Um, The Adventure Club featuring Tillian Pearson. Uh, Song called Drive. Uh, They put put a snippet of, of it up on YouTube, or not on YouTube, on Twitter rather, a while back. And I heard it and I have just been anxiously awaiting October 29th because i i there's a good chance it would have been my single of the month from just the bit i've heard it's tillion singing with dubstep i i've never <laughs> been more excited in my life i <laughs> i i am just Damn. so excited i i will i have it pre-saved it's going to pop into the into my phone in mere hours right now and i am so excited um i will give you an update on that in the future um but yeah, that's as far as things in the future. It's the near future. In fact, can't even be talked about next month, unfortunately. But I'm stupidly excited.
0: It's a shame that we didn't record this tomorrow. <laughs> too bad we're busy. Could have got it. So. Yeah. Too bad we're going mm-hmm. to watch anime in a movie theater, like a bunch anime! of cool guys.
2: Woo! Anime. Uh, I will
0: <laughs> not. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything coming up for you, Ryan? You know,
1: Actually, like Most of Flames, they're coming out with an EP, I believe, on the fifth as well. Ooh, that's fun. So that's I think exciting. that's next I think that's next Friday. I'll
0: be dope. Yeah, it is.
1: So Hey oh yeah. Solid. Other, uh, there's like one other album, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm way too lazy to go look it up.
0: So fair so. enough. Well, we'll find out what it is on the next installment of this month of music. And if you Whoa. want to be notified when that comes out, go ahead. Go down there and just punch all up on that subscribe button and ring-a-ding-dong the bell, and then you'll know when that comes out. Um, Also, uh, if you want to go back and watch some of our other stuff, I know we talked about Slow Bloom like 30 times, mainly me, uh, but it was brought up a couple times by by the other guys, and if you want to go watch that review, I would highly recommend it, and I would highly recommend checking out that album before you do so, so you can share your opinions with us on that. That was a good time. Uh, we also just recently posted our uh, debate of the greatest DGD song of all time, where we ranked uh, all of our top-ranked songs from every album against each other, and it was uh, chaos. And <laughs> uh, definitely check that out, too, if you haven't already. Um, also, uh, give this video a like if you want, because that'd be cool. I-, I-, I enjoy it when people give our videos likes. helps us out, algorithm and whatnot. So definitely uh, do that. If you're feeling extra uh, nice, that would be appreciated. If you do that, I will uh, envision what you look like in my mind, and I will I will smile at you, and I'll give you a thumbs up back, because you gave us a thumbs up on our video. And won't that and be nice? Su-
1: and it'll suck your toes.
0: Well, <laughs> only if you like and subscribe, I'll consider it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> if you only do oh, one yeah. or the other, y- your toes will stay dry. Um... <laughs> i think that's it decisions you know decisions, <laughs> decisions. So we have socials um uh, that we're kind of posting on more now so follow us at the talks a lot boys on all the things if you haven't already uh and we have playlists in the description that i always forget to mention uh to do. all the songs we talked about today and more are in our monthly playlists and you can go ahead and check those out in the links below and That is it, I think, actually, finally. So, we have been the TalkSlaw Boys, and we will talk a whole lot more next time. Bye-bye. See you.